The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. You're listening to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, Stephanie March. And it is the time where we tell you about some very cool things. And we have some very smelly things in studio today that I would like to talk about with Miss Stephanie March on the top two in hour two. <laughs> Give me the old one, one, two, one, two. And now The Weekly Dish presents one, two, one, two. Top Two, Top Two. The top two. Pick your best two. In hour two. All right, give me two. With it, with it, with it. Okay, Stephanie, why don't you start? Uh, really? Because you've been teasing all hour okay, that there's something amazing coming. The entire studio yeah. smells, and I will tweet a picture. Ooh, I keep getting is that some why? on me. The ent- oh, the ent- <laughs> what is up? I well, Is that why I walked in and I was like, what is that smell? And you were like, I don't know. Oh, I, uh, the entire studio smells like what I'm going to recommend. Okay. And I recommend it in an open air environment because it's very pungent. It's very flavorful, but it kind of stinks. And when I ate it, I like bought it for you and Jake and then I tried it and it's delicious, but it really smells. What is it? And it makes me think of Ann Kim because she talks about how like when she was growing up, her house smelled like kimchi all the time. All the time. And this is what it smells like. It is wild brine probiotic sriracha. Okay. It's raw, it's live, and it's fermented. Okay. And they have two versions. One is a smoky jalapeno. Oh. And the other one is a spicy kimchi. Okay. And it is delicious. But it's super fragrant. What's it called? Let me see the uh, the one that you and just I picked up. And I keep getting it on my fingers. Wild probi- wild brine. And is it probiotic local? spicy kimchi sriracha? I got it at Whole Foods. It is not local. Okay. It is made you, in. Allie is going to be really mad at you. Oh, Harmony is going to be mad at me. Yeah. Allie will let it go. No, Harmony will be like, oh my god, it's from Santa Rosa, California. Why is it dripping? It's dripping like clear liquid, which is even weirder because it's a paste. It is a paste, but there's a lot of fermenty happening inside it. Okay. Do you want to try it? Not right now. <laughs> no, not at all. Apparently, I'm a little terrified of it because you are so terrified of it. Seriously. Only because of the smell. Because it but does taste good. I, I just think it was a garlicky smell. I wasn't, I feel like, I wasn't against it. I I feel like this is how when you're on a city bus or you're sitting like in a closed car and the person next to you has eaten like onion. Oh, it's like when you're spinning and someone in front of you is sweating out onions or whatever it is they're sweating out. And okay. you, that's what it smells like. I to don't me. find it to be that bad. Okay. Cause I'm kind of having a gag reflex over here. Yeah. No, you're kind of doing a weird <laughs> way of recommending this. I got to be honest. I know, but it you're not doing good. a really good job. Okay. Sorry. But I again, will. But it does taste good. 
I'm also here for stinky cheese, so like I'm okay with yep. that. Yep, so. and I have a very developed sense of smell. Like yeah, that's I true, get you have. smelled out by lots of things. Yeah, that's very true. So it's Wild Brian Probiotic Spicy Kimchi Sriracha. I'll put a picture of it on the site, and that's the my top two one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm going to get okay. some while you're doing yours. All right, so the first one that I have is going to be um, a place that is new in town. And they are just opening. They're not even open yet, you guys. One more hour until Umami Fries opens in Dinky Town. And it, they took over a little Vietnamese restaurant that was kind of next to Al's breakfast in that whole you know area um, of Dinky Town. And they are. Uh, it's it's a cute little spot. And what they're doing is it's called Umami Fries, and they're it's is only their second location. They started in Oklahoma. Um, but they came up here because they kind of, there's some family up here, but also they got, you know, they were kind of approached by Mall of America and to open a shop in Mall of America. And then they were like, it's just way too expensive. They just couldn't do it, but they liked the area and they liked the Minnesota vibe. So what they've done is they've opened this cute little spot in a uh, dinky town that is basically taking French fries and topping it with like all the good, this is a totally vibing with you. Like kimchi and all the good hot sauces and Yum. tofu and, you know, like goji beef and uh, tonkatsu and all the good stuff. So not only do they have these fries with and then a perfectly cooked egg on top, but they have a burger. I know this is the second burger of the discussion today, but I have to tell you, it's because last night I ate two burgers. So Yum. that's what happens. Um, but this burger, the um, the Songkran, which is named, it's a Thai kind of flavoring burger they cooked it and then they had like spicy jalapenos they had basil they had this uh really great sort of creamy cheese on it which i normally get weirded out with those couple of things like you go creamy but then thai it worked out so lovely it was really good it was maybe one of my best like flavorful uh bombs i call it a flavor bomb more than anything else because it's not like your typical burger like the iron ranger was a typical burger experience The Songkrong burger was way above that and still delicious and lovely. Yeah, so, it sounds good. Totally fun. Okay, my That's next umami fries in Dinky Town again. Okay, my next one is a little involved. Okay, it is the Amazing Pickle Lady, and I found out about the Amazing Pickle Lady from the New York Times. Right. Her name? Did you read this? Yes. Okay, so her name is Usha Prabhakaran. Yep. I think. I, sure. And um, she wrote a book. And chronicled making pickles. And it just sounded so good. She's got a thousand recipes for making pickles. The pickle queen. Yeah. And I just was really impressed by her story. You can. Here, let's put it on the other. You can finally get her cookbook online. But it took a long time for this thing. It had been passed down. Like you'd have to email her and she'd send you a PDF. So it's finally all coming together. You can get this pickle book, and she's making these fabulous pickles. Good, and the you Indian are pickle lady. You are you still on your giant fermenting kick? I think I am. You kind of are. Yeah, I think I am. Yeah, I'm excited about thinking about this spring and gardening and what kind of things I can pickle. Can let me ask you this quickly before I talk about my next one. Do you ever have a, ch- a problem? Do you ever eat like regular cabbage and then fermented cabbage together? Like if you had a regular no, cabbage cooked. I have a friend who said that he had some stomach issues. He's been eating kimchi for a long time. And then he said he had some stomach issues when he ate, like he'd cook some regular cabbage, but then put kimchi on top of it and had some issues. A hundred percent. You would have issues. Cabbage in general is a very gassy stomach. Yeah, but that's situation. And you're saying that 
It's I, different with the kimchi. Yeah, because well, it's fermenting and that changes the 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 pH balance. And but the I actually nature. think he got the stomach problems from the cabbage itself. That's what I was wondering. I yep. said because uh, he said he's been eating kimchi for a long time. It's and he not had, the kimchi. He was like, I gotta go off it. I'm like, I don't think it was the kimchi. No, it's not the kimchi. It's but the I mean, cabbage which is itself. cabbage. But he eats sauerkraut too. So it's just, it's not cabbage, but it's the non-fermentedness of the cabbage, I think. Yes. And like, for instance, if you, like, I like to eat Brussels sprout salads yeah. that are made with Brussels sprouts instead of lettuce. Yeah. But I have to be careful because you can't eat two cups of Brussels sprouts. Right. Your stomach will raw. hate you. And it's a raw. Yeah. And that's a whole different thing. And that's what I, people need to remember that cooking and fermenting and all this stuff changes the, you yes. know, the chemical nature. When you eat internally. these things raw or you quickly roast them, yeah. you just have to account for that slow down okay so my second one is the uh basically the earl giles distillery which is coming to quincy street and i'm very excited for those guys for jesse held and jeff and they are you know they've been with jester concepts for a long time and shout out to jester by the way because yes those guys have supported them and really wanted them to succeed and given them the opportunities to do so I'm and a the big freedoms fan of brent frederick and the folks that they jester are, concepts he's he's a he's a valuable member of this community for sure i believe so yeah so we have him and uh jesse held and jeff are opening up uh, they've been doing like ginger beer. You've been seeing, you couldn't probably find it because they basically did their first run and it sold out and they couldn't really, they didn't have the space or the production to be able to do, you know, another round. So this is kind of their thing where they're saying, you know what, we finally want to build something that has, you know, the, the enough space and enough, you know, guts to kind of be successful. So what they're doing is they're building a distillery on uh, Quincy Street in Northeast, which is up from Abel Brewing, across from Centro and Indeed and Chow Girls. That street is the street of Northeast, I think, right now. I think so, too. Don't you think? Yeah. And there's a little bit of parking there, so... Yeah. And they're also, I think what's interesting is they're doing um, a distill. They're doing the distillery, but they're adding a restaurant on. So they are going to be doing, you know, sort that of... That was the part about it that I thought was super cool. Was it? Yeah, that they're trying to, like, control that piece of it, too, versus having, like, a residency or something else. Right. And uh, their big thing is that they are restaurant people. That's They're like, this is what we've done. You know, we've been doing restaurants our whole life. We know how to do this. And I think there's a... There's a feeling about the food trucking situation at distilleries and at, you know, tap rooms and stuff that it is harder to control. And it's because either, you know, food trucks have their own agendas or, you know, they've got their own vibe. They want to maybe they maybe you can book them, but you can't necessarily book them the times you want them. And you can't control that. Sure. So and what Jesse said, and I thought this was really good, was he was saying you want to have we want everything that is experienced here to be made by us. Yeah. And that includes the cola, that includes the tonic, that includes the spirits, everything, and includes the food. So they're doing like a pizza place. Uh, they'll have. They said they have a massive wood-fired oven coming that Yum. fits like thirty to forty pizzas, which I don't even understand. That that's hard to get my head around. That sounds delicious. Though. I know. So they're going to do that, and that's exciting. So that's coming. Very. Do you have one more? Did I? Did I? No. Nope, I had okay. the pickle lady who okay. I have to post because I can't pronounce the name of the cookbook and her name, but I will post the article about her. And if you're into pickling, she. Hope just posted it. Oh, Hope, you're the best. That's yeah. our producer, Hope. She always takes care of us. Yeah. All right, so that's it. Okay. We are uh, going to come back, and we will be talking uh, with Facundo Freya. Freya. I want to make sure I say it right. From Baludo, he is the chef, and he's making empanadas like crazy. We'll talk to him when we come back. We are back. It is the weekly dish where we talk to cool people doing cool things, right? That's what we do. That's Steph March. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and we eat, and we sniff. 
and smell like onions 24-7, but don't let that bother you. Uh, we are here with Facundo Freya. Did I say that Facundo right? Facundo Freya. Freya. Uh, he is from Beludo. He is making empanadas like crazy. And, and pizzas. Pizzas, empanadas, and pizza, yes. dough, anything with dough. And I found you, I saw your stuff on Instagram, and I, I'll be perfectly honest. I was like, this looks really cool. This food looks really good. I haven't eaten here yet, but I want to talk to him. So how did you find your way to Minnesota, of all places? Uh, because Danny Del Prado from Martina. Danny Colita, Del Prado. Yeah. My friend from Buenos Aires, Argentina, we met there. Uh, he was working at his first restaurant here, and he mentioned it, and I say, I'm moved there right now. Uh, Just because of him. Yeah, because... They're pals. <laughs> we're pals. I love him to death, and he's my hero. He's amazing chef, like, all over the place. Like, not only in the kitchen, everywhere. Yeah, like, he has Martina and Colita. He's amazing. He's, he's amazing. I wanted to work with him again, and so that's why I moved here, and he mentioned that he had in mind opening Martina and Colita, uh, and I said, I'm moving there. So, please, please hire me. <laughs> so he hired you, and then how did you decide to break off, branch off on your own, and open Baludo? Well, because uh, in the beginning he um, uh, the the job was being a chef, but yep. in, in the the, f- the last two weeks before opening, he's like Facundo, you wanna be a manager? I'm like, okay. So that's what I did. He said, Facundo, if you wanna do the empanada thing, you had to meet everybody first. And then you can do the empanada. That's how things work here. I say, okay, makes sense. And that's what I did. My plan was working in Martina for a year and, and then move to Boludo. Uh, I, I met Teddy Cordonoy, mm-hmm. uh, which is a friend, and we started Boludo back then. Okay. So is Teddy still to, part of the thing? He's, he's not. Okay. He's not anymore. I'm, okay. I'm the only one now. Uh, and your location is 3749 Nicollet Avenue, and it's a yes. small place. So Exciting. they took over yes. the birdie spot, which was next to exactly. Nighthawks, mm-hmm. and which exactly. is just a teeny tiny little space. Teeny tiny place. Yeah. Super tiny. And you're talking about expanding already because these empanadas, yes. you're taking the world by storm, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's something that works in South America and Europe, everywhere besides here. And I know it's a, ma- a matter of time. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, I want to expand. People are asking me that, and, and, and that's why we work, you know. Will it be another, like, empanada dough, dough situation, or yeah. would you branch out into different concepts, or just no, do more same of concept, what you're doing? and I'm going to add a few more things. People are asking me about the choripan, which is a sausage we make in-house. Mm-hmm. Say it again. Ch- choripan, which choripan. is sausage and bread. Oh, okay. Chorizo and pan. Uh, it's like a staple in Argentina. We eat that everywhere. And... Sandwiches and mo- a couple more things I want to add to the menu if I have a bigger space. The kitchen right now is so tiny. Yeah. Sure. It's so tiny. I had no space. And and that's one of the reasons why I cannot put more stuff on the menu, right. which I would love to, but I can. Talk about the pizza because it the is pizza. a different pizza than... It is a completely different a shape. Tone, yeah. Uh, so talk a little bit about like what football. it means to be Argentinian kind of, yeah. pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, we stretch it by hand, of course, and... Uh, it's basically different because the finishing touches make it different. Uh, there is no a lot of sugar on the dough. Yeah. So I replace that with the sauce we put on, and then I oil the crust, and then uh, sprinkle with um, Maldon salt. Yes. To give the pizza a couple more layers of flavor. So it's kind of balanced. The flavor is, is, is I would say, it's not a, a standard pizza. 
It's completely different. And it's is it like personal pan size? It looks like it's like it's like kind of fifteen inches long. long. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, what are your yes, favorite? Yes, you could eat one all yourself. Well, yeah, yeah, the yeah, question yeah. that you're asking. Yeah, that sounds like the a person person is amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's addictive. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Um, yeah, the toppings are the best toppings I can find. Uh, everything is from scratch. We made it all daily. Uh, How do you like living in Minnesota? I love it. I, I thought about the snow, but I live in Seattle <laughs> for yeah. Like yeah. 15 years. Yeah. And I prefer snow than rain. Yeah, I'm, so like I'm happy here. I'm happy here. I love the community, uh, and the the restaurant community is amazing. The industry here is like awesome. When you awesome. have a day off, which I realize maybe you don't take a lot of days off, Not but really. is there, where do you go eat when you're like out and about, oh, or where I do you go, go to, and have a drink? I go to Martina, Martina. <laughs> Seriously, you can find me there. Yeah, twenty four seven. Yeah, sitting at the bar pretty with much, Marco. Pretty much. Yeah. Now I've been uh, not drinking for like over eleven months. Oh, tell yeah. me about that. Cause I love it. I love it. You know, the industry is hard. And, and sometimes you have to wake up and just see around and see, okay, I need to focus. And the liquor was kind of not making me be in that way. So I changed my life completely. Did you I'm have so a... so happy now. Do you feel like you had like a emotional like crisis or did you just wake up one day no, and be was, like, wow, this isn't in serving me? In, in the beginning with Teddy, uh, he, he needed to go. And so I took over and was so stressed. I was yes. such, such a stressful time and I started drinking a lot and I'm like, okay, this has to stop. And one day I woke up and I said, I'm done. I'm not drinking anymore. That's smart. Yeah, it is. It is because you have to be focused. And I, I've been working my entire life for this moment. And I want to be awake. Oh, that nice. is really <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I play drums, which is something I love to do. Uh, we we start playing with Danny Del Prado, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a restaurant band. Yeah, we got a rusty. We got yeah. a rusty, but yeah. uh, we jam in uh, every once in a while. So, yeah, music for me is everything, too. And you said you changed your life. Like, what other things did you uh, change? The way I eat, the way I, I just pretty much not drinking is amazing. Seriously, I I think I was trapped in the liquor, and it's hard not to be, you know, in the industry. Yes, and we've talked about it a yeah. lot. We've talked about yeah, mental health a lot. We're in dry January. It's hard. It's hard. And and but now that I'm not drinking, I see people that drinks like why they do that. You know, I mean, <laughs> why they get to that point? To the point, I right? Mean, yeah. A glass of wine, two glasses right. of wine, that's awesome. But I wasn't drinking wine. That's right. I love tequila and I was drinking tequila, like a bottle of tequila. Like, no, that's thing. hard. Yeah, and is. you and you it have is. you have wines and stuff at your. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do. So um, it's most not... of the, the wines are from Argentina. Yeah. Uh, we have a beer from Argentina. It's a staple from Argentina, Quilmes. Um, we have reds from Argentina and a white from Argentina. I want to go to Argentina so bad. It's good. It's nice. It's nice. Right now it's summer. Do you feel oh. like the beef there? Because you always hear about the oh, Argentinian beef. Is it like? I think it's also the way uh, we grill the, the the beef. We use wood. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that make a huge difference in the flavor. And you huge. talked about that chimichurri. Chimichurri. Is... We put chimichurri everywhere. It's like our ketchup. It's <laughs> <laughs> really nice yeah. to it's talk to you. It's way better than ketchup. Yeah, 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 yeah seriously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have Baludo. People can come by and see you. And you yes. are potentially opening a new spot. So Hopefully. we'll look for that. Yes. Thanks for being a guest on the program. Oh, please. Thank you, guys. It's great to have you. Thank you. 
Hi, Dishers. You've heard me talk about my bone broth that I make each week with my chicken and veggie scraps, but I also add chicken protein from the supplement aisle when I make the broth that I drink. This is Stephanie Hansen, and I also get matcha packets at the co-op, flaxseed oil, and vanilla whey protein that I stir into my coffee in the morning. And right now, you get 25% off supplements at Lakewinds Co-op during their supplement sale, January 18th and 19th. At Lakewinds, they want to support your health and wellness in the new year, and the co-op evaluates everything that comes into their doors, including the supplements. So their product standards require that the supplements have no artificial colors or flavors or sweeteners and no growth hormones. And the staff there is excellent. If you need help on something, they can help get your health and wellness on track. Just tell them what you need as you're looking for new products. And when you shop at Lakewinds, you guys know membership is required. Everyone's welcome to come and shop at the co-op. And if you don't live or work near a Lakewinds, you can find the co-op that's nearest you and that you can love as much as I love Lakewinds. There's Lakewinds in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield, and now they have delivery from Instacart. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us here on My Talk 1071 this Saturday morning. You know, if you don't, uh, if you can't find us, don't, if you're not, if you're not tuning in or you just missed the whole front half, if you missed Faku from Baluto, you're going to want to dial up the old podcast. Yes. Because you want to grab that. Uh, Stephanie was saying, too, that those were the empanadas that they had at her daughter's wedding. So yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I picked those up early. And this is and this is important to know. Something I want to make sure that everyone knows. So Baluto is this tiny, tiny little spot. You run in. They do have a deli case of pre-made empanadas that you can pick up and run and go heat them up at home. So if you can't, you don't want to wait in line or you don't, you're not get, grabbing them for the moment. They're empanadas that they have. You can bring them home and heat them up in your oven and they work out great. I love that. Yeah. So that's a really good thing. All right. So I know this is January and we're going to talk a little bit about healthy eating. Oh, sure. Because this is kind of a big thing. That this is, is the first year I'm not talking about healthy eating. It is. It's <laughs> kind of setting me into a weird space. Morning drive um, does not lend itself to a healthy lifestyle. I will just no. say that. Okay. I admire, I, I just, I admire Jason Matheson so much. Like, and anyone that does the show, really, Dawn, too, like, Kenny, you just, you have to, you get up so early, your day is so weird, it, your body is not used to getting up in the dark and doing everything in the dark, and then you come out at 9 o'clock and your day is half over. Right. It's just a very weird lifestyle. It is not lending itself to healthy living because I'm I'm still then doing my other life. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's right. just, yeah, it's been a lot. Well, and I think, so I think that it's, and again, you know, our big thing is that we don't really, we try not to contract. We don't, you know, hold ourselves and say, you can't have burgers. You will not have burgers in January. We like to add and say like, all right, if I have a burgers or two on a Friday night, you know, I may make sure that I get a lot of vegetables in on Saturday right. or something like that. So with that idea, but I do think it's interesting for the amount of time that you and I have been on the radio together and the amount of like diets and, and things that we've explored and everything else as far as like, you know, talking about paleo or keto or, and we've had experts on in so many ways. And I don't know if it's just the evolution of that, but I feel like everybody is kind of just finally saying, Ugh. and I don't know if that's just us. I feel like, because here's where I'm getting at. So healthy-ish is Bon Appetit's you know, uh, their, their healthy food eating arm. Yep. Right. And every year in the past couple of years, they've put out like a food plan and it's, you know, either, and it's kind of been, you know, obviously more vegetable centric or things like that. This year they did the 2020 healthiest feel good food plan. And it's really talking about, um, eating what you feel like eating, which is the intuitive eating, which is another, you know, 
you know, quote unquote diet. Yes. Same thing with like eating the, only when you're hungry. Right. Or or, or like kind of having what you're craving. I did you, eat an orange last week. Okay. And I as I was eating the orange because it was delicious, I was thinking I must be craving vitamin C because so yeah. many people around me are sick. Yeah. Like I just peeled an orange and ate it and was like, I must need this. Like I felt that connection really like I don't always feel that way about food. Right. And I think that there's I think there's something about and here's I guess here's my thing. We talk about eating and I think we eat. I think we naturally because we're interested in food, we eat intuitively. And I think that that's there's this whole diet plan called the intuitive eating. I think that's what it's called. And, you know, it's a, it's about, you know, it's about like this listening to what your body wants. And I think that most people who are into cooking and food do that anyway, because we are, it's about like, you're hungry for something. And so you're making it or you're you're like, because you're interested in doing and doing the making of it. You tend to just automatically go where you are feeling. Okay. Listen to this theory. Okay. There's this theory that there, this guy was in town this week and spoke about it. And my friend bought me this book. There's a theory about the ant and the elephant. The ant is like your conscious brain of like your list making, your, you're going to make these to do's, you're going to go and you're going to conquer the world and this is how you're going to do it and you're making plans, goals, and you're very conscious about your thoughts. Right. You think that the ant is like driving your actions and your, what you're planning. Yeah. But really the mm-hmm. ant is sitting on an elephant and the elephant is the 500 million billion neurons in your brain <laughs> of how you're experiencing the world. Scent, sight, yes. smell, yes. sounds, feelings, just energy. Mm-hmm. And so really the elephant is probably walking you down certain paths and the ant is on the elephant. Yeah. So the idea that's is interesting. when you talk about like how intuitive eating, it's like that's letting the the elephant kind of take over and not the ant. Well, I think it's understanding that it's the moment of knowing you're on the elephant. Yes. And that's something that is, I think, so different. And it's letting the flow go. And that's that's also I know that you're an intermittent fasting person, but that's antithetical to that, too, because instead of trying to control that time, there's a weird time thing with it, too, as far as being able to do something or not do something it's like controlling that instead of just letting it go i will tell you i am still eating basically one meal a day for the most part but i'm not doing 16 to 8 i'm not like timing any of it i don't have a feeding window i am being just i like to eat a meal at dinner that's my communal social eating time that's my meal so i don't eat lunch yeah and i don't eat breakfast but do you find yourself if you're hungry at lunch specifically saying i'm not gonna eat lunch i drink broth Okay, but so you do, you answer the need. Yeah. So you answer the need that you're feeling, and then you go, um, and you do it specifically. And if I'm going to have a lunch out with someone, like, you know, like this week I had a lunch. I ate a BLT at lunch and some soup. Then I didn't eat dinner because I really felt like if I ate a whole dinner, I'd be so full. Well, if you that's a feeling thing, right? It wasn't a planned, no, thoughtful pattern thing. And that's, I think that's also something to do with age as we go. I know, because as you age, you just can't eat as much. You don't. I and know. you don't, this I don't know if you don't expend enough energy that your cells aren't. No, I think, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. But I'm, I'm interested with the way that, so, you know, I'm doing my little what to cook for one, which is my Instagram mm-hmm. about cooking. And it's really more about cooking the things that I'm feeling. Like it's answering the feeling with the food. And that's kind of what it's been about. And I was having a chat with someone last night at the bar about this and about how I think more people, you know, the idea of being healthier is really 
now tying more to that instead of it just being about your butt size and the the amount of you know vitamin C you're putting and everything else, it really is about that full piece about the mind and the food. I will tell you, I have a friend that went into hospice this week, and I was feeling sad about it, and. I just wanted macaroni and cheese bad. Yeah. Like I wanted some and it was it was not even like a brain pattern as much as like I just started finding the ingredients. I and I had some ham too, so I put that in there and I wanted to make just something comforting that was warm and I don't know. It was very viscerally it's, just cooking that need. It is. And that's what I feel like I'm definitely moving more towards. I'm definitely moving more towards thinking about how things, how food, and you know, of course, food has always been connected to culture and it's connected to society and it's connected to your family and it's connected to comfort and it's connected to our lives in a way that like, you know, shopping isn't, you know, there's something else with it that is because, and it's again, because we're doing it all the time and, and, and it's something that you participate in and you need it, but then it also feeds you in different ways. I've been thinking about this a lot as it pertains to drinking. Because I've always had a very complicated relationship to drinking because I came from a family who had a lot of alcoholism. Yeah. And I'm not an alcoholic. I'm very aware of that because I've done a lot of deep diving on it. However, I can get rote about it. Like where I'm going to have, I'm going to cook a meal and like I automatically pour a glass of wine. And I like was like, I did this all like all the holidays, obviously, right? Because I've done a lot of cooking. But during the holidays, because I was doing so much cooking, I wasn't drinking as much because I was just doing the cooking. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, I think I kind of broke this pattern of like, I need to do this because I'm doing that, that it doesn't have to go with that activity. Yeah. So just being intentional about like, yeah, I'm going to have a drink today. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to sit and talk with my husband. I'm going to enjoy that time, that moment. I'm going to sit in front of our fire but just because I'm reading a book doesn't mean I need to like go get a glass of wine to read the book. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like being more intentional about my paths and my patterns. Okay. Well, I think there's something to say about uh, kind of what I wanted to t- tie it all in a bow is that there's something about the way that we have culturally approached food and the way that c- food is so important in a cultural sense right now. And socially. Yeah. And especially because of the fact of, you know, because we are using it in a lot of ways to highlight social justice, you know, yep. issues and the way that it is a, it is a foreground, you know, in the me too movement with Mario Batali and the restaurant world and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of layers onto it. And I think that we get caught up in that. And I guess what I'm saying for me, 2020 and really thinking about health and healthy eating, it's to, it's to take food back into that emotional space. That isn't, like into understanding what that can mean to somebody and how that can affect your body and your life going forward and not to just take it into like you know all the flash and all the you know bang and the narcissistic like screeds about things and you know whatever but really kind of taking a quiet moment with food and really thinking about like what you're eating why you're eating it and and not thinking about like digging too hard into what the cultural aspect of it is but what are what is like the flavor aspect and why does that affect you and if you think about just the idea of nourishing your body yes. like cuz that's really is a what great food word. is that's really what it is it's just it's nourishment it's interesting because i do some work with um Pam Powell the salad girl and when i think about her and making products and talking with her like she's so intentional about her food life 
Yeah. Like she just really, the organic thing, she, everything she buys is organic and she sources organic and she really seeks it out. She seeks out sustainable agriculture products. And it's not a, she's, it's not a joke. It's not a fad. It's not a lifestyle. It is intentionally how she lives her life every day. Yeah. And I admire her so much because she just lives really true to her principles. Well, and I would say that if you're doing something like you want to do this food plan, which it looks delicious, the 2020 Healthier Feel Good Food Plan is great. They've got cauliflower tacos. They've got kale pesto with whole wheat pasta, chicken lentil soup, jammy onions. Like all of this sounds delicious. I guess what I want to say is if you, you know, like they have the shopping lists and then they have like, okay, this is day one. This is day two. I would say look at the recipes, feel good about them. If you want to make them, make them. Don't worry so hard about making sure that all of those things fit into their ways of doing it. Listen to yourself. And get an instant pot, and people. And don't hurt yourself. And like, don't care that if you, quote unquote, fail from it. I didn't have my instant pot for like a week because Ellie borrowed it. I was naked. Like, I was like, I can't make rice. I can't make soup. I can't make anything. I don't have my Instant Pot. You like, know what's really funny, by the way? You have become, like, I was the original Instant Pot, like, freak show, and you have become way more dependent on it than I am. I use it a lot. Yeah. A lot. And if, again, we'll just, since we have the moment to say it, the Weekly Dish Instant Potters is the Facebook page. We have gotten a ton of new members. It's a Facebook group. Please join. Yeah. It's and fun, we'll, and we'll you get a lot of recipes. There. I did post the one pot mac and cheese for the Instant Pot, too. Good. All right, there it is. That's what I'm just saying is people listen to yourselves and listen to us. Weekly Dish, Saturdays, we'll 9 to 11. <laughs> I'm so All right, sorry, you're listening to the Weekly Dish. We are going to wrap up the show with the moral of the story. But a question did come in, Stephanie. Okay. And it's kind of like saying which of your children is your favorite child. Uh-oh. But it is from Lisa, and she said, what is your favorite burger? That's You can't do that. Okay, so can I say, I'm going to try to help here. What is your okay. favorite vegetarian burger i do not eat vegetarian burgers okay that is a waste of my time what (laughs) why i would eat a turkey burger and i think the best turkey burger is red cow okay bar none what is your best um burger with an egg on it again i'm not loving the burger with eggs on it so i'm not ordering those as much because i feel like they're I, I'm not I'm not digging them as much, but I will tell you that let's talk about this. Lion's Tap is my best standard burger. It's the one that I could count on. It's the one that I know I get a double cheeseburger. That is burger. so surprising to me. It's I've been going to it yeah. for years. It's like where we go for birthdays. You know what I mean? I would say Shamrocks is probably right. my best, and it's, just basic. And it's close. It's yeah. close to where you live, sure. so you're not taking like a huge vaunted drive. Right. But I would say that that is, to me, if I was to have to, I knew I someone needed a good burger, I would send them to Lion's Tab. For sure. But like Bullshorn, Bullshorn double cheeseburger. I know, I'm going there today. Delicious. The Parlor Burger. Come on. The Parlor Burger is still legendary. It's, it's legendary fantastic. for a Also reason. Brunson's Pub. They have a, a burger that I just love there. There's I, a lot of people who love that burger. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people. In fact, that was probably, we left them off of the uh, burger bracket when we did it at MSP. Meg, and uh, that was probably the most crap we got for leaving Brunson's off. Yeah, they have really good burgers there. So I would say that. All right. Those are, those are, those are uh, kind of the Let's themes. see. A couple of other emails have come in. My daughter, mom and daughter Can I one more quickly just yeah. say, like, the, my favorite fast burger used to be Culver's Double Deluxe. It has now shifted to my burger. Oh! I know. And I love... They have one that is a special that I'm, again, I've talked about this on air, but the Griddler, they had it as a special. It had a hash brown and an egg on it. I guess that would be my favorite egg burger. Okay, go ahead. Um, okay. 
Uh, this someone was just saying how much they love Beluto. They were so glad that we had the chef on. Oh. Pizza, empanadas, donuts. I didn't know he did donuts. Yum. Okay. Can we talk about the Girl Scout cookie? Yes. Let's talk about oh, the I new. I just shouted so loud into I, the microphone. Sorry, friends. everybody. Sorry. It ran. I got so excited. Okay. The new Girl Scout cookie that's coming out is, or it's a new lemon cookie, and they're called Lemon Ups, and they have interesting messages on them. It's like a lemon shortbread that has like a um, frosting kind of, not frosting, glazed bottom. Yeah, I don't understand it. It's like a glaze. But I mean, isn't it? Isn't that going to get like in the way of things? Isn't it? Oh, it's one sided. It's one cookie and then frosting. But it's not really frosting. It's like a dip. Okay, like so it'll a be like a hard glaze. Shell. It's hard. Okay, have you seen them? Yes. Oh, you have. Yes. Um, not. I haven't eaten one, but okay. I've seen pictures. Oh, you've seen pictures. And I, I they have one. inspirational messages. Yes, I need one in the hand to really understand. Okay, it. Girl Scout people, send us a package. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, don't because. <laughs> oh, my little niece Skylar. Yeah, a Girl I was Scout. like, let's we'll go support some. them by actually buying them. We'll buy some that? from Skylar. Yeah. That's fine. I'm I'm down for that. I'm down for that. I'm, I'm not- down for a lemon cookie with inspirational messages. Their lemon cookies that they have are always good anyway. Yeah. I love a shortbread. I love the I have always bought the Girl Scout shortbreads and thin mints. Those I love are my shortbreads two. too. I don't care about anything else. They had that one that was kind of like a um a fudge elf cookie that had the coconut bits yeah, with the chocolate. That one like was that good. One. I did not like that one. I had pepper peanut butter patty. Okay, the peanut butter patty. That's true. That is a standard. I setter. know, and you didn't want to like it, but then it was good. Yeah. Are we? Do you think we're finally away from the fact of like all the breweries and people pairing wine and freaking beer with Girl Scout cookies? Can we be done with that? I will be done with that on this show. Okay. (laughs) I will make that pledge. But no, it's a content creator's nightmare, constantly churning out content. So yeah, that's going to be a thing. Leslie Miller is going to go on some local TV show and she's going to pair Girl Scout cookies with wine. It's just going to happen. I just am over it. It's not really real. (laughs) What if we paired it with something else? What if we paired Girl Scout cookies with beer? Pizza? No, they have beer. Breweries do it all the time. Oh, okay. I missed that one. I just thought wine. Yeah, that's my point. Girl Scout cookies and kimchi sauces. That's a possibility. Hot sauce. Think about that. You could Your like sweet do, savory thin mints with which kimchi? I mean, disgusting. But what about like thin mints with like a cranberry uh, hell raising hot sauce? Uh, yeah. Or creature comforts? Like maybe. Mm-mm. Okay. What about a salty shortbread with um, crybaby Craig's? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But a salty shortbread. That's it. Like any of the sugary ones, I'm not... I mean, I'm not against sweet and spicy. It's just that I'm... Okay, what about peanut butter? Peanut butter patty with that great... It was called... What was the name of that sauce we got? It was called Pity Party Sauces. Yeah. And they had the miso hot sauce. Because peanut butter, canoodly kind of... Yeah. I don't know. I'm working real hard here. You're working a little too harder. Do you think anyone is going to like sit and dip their cookies in hot sauce? My niece Skylar might. She loves hot sauce. Does she? But you, I feel like these are two different camps. Like cookies and hot sauce. Probably. Would you, okay, here's a question for you. When you have a lick made do you know what a lick made <laughs> is? When? I love the when. <laughs> when you have a lick made lick made is a candy that has the vanilla white stick that you dip into the powdered sugar flavors. Yeah. When you are done with all of the lick made and you've eaten all the powdered sugar, do you eat the stick? When I was 12, yes, of course. You wouldn't eat it now? Oh, I, I, are you saying if I got it now? Yeah, probably when you not. have a lick made Stephanie? No, probably not. 
Come on. I no. would totally eat the stick. You're supposed to eat the I stick. I would eat the it's stick candy. when I was 12. I just wouldn't do it now. Can't you just pretend you were 12 for one second? Okay. Yes, I eat the stick. Okay. When you were a little kid and you were like on your bike. Yeah. And you were riding your bike to like the candy store, yeah. whether it was the corner drug store or wherever you went, the grocery store, you're on your bike, right? Yeah. And you're kind of sweating. Kenny's you're Market. pedaling, pedaling, pedaling. Right. I would go to Kenny's Market yeah, too. Kenny's That's Market. funny. Yeah. What would be the candy you would get? Um, I was, oh, I'm a chocolate girl in that way. Like I would have bought, got like when the whatchamacallit came out, that was revolutionary. Okay. I was always about that. I would get like the penny candies in a paper bag and then yeah. I'd be riding back and, and always the paper bag would get so sweaty from my hands yeah. and it would like rip and candy would be like dribbling down the street and then I'd have to backtrack and pick it up. I was a backpack girl. Like I thought I always had a backpack on and so I would really? always, yep. And so even I, then, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had, uh, I would always carry, cause I always, I always had things. I always needed to go places like the ravine and I needed to like, smoke cigarettes. Yeah. No, I never did. I was never that girl, but I needed, I smoked cigarettes I needed at a to ravine. be like walking through the waters and like, I, and so I always had like a spare like you were nature kid. socks. I was a nature kid. I would go into cornfields where I lived and like bend the stalks over, you know, in the dried out corn and make forts in Aww. people's cornfields. Cute little I Stephanie know. March. I would sit. Yeah. Do you remember Bat's Taffy? There was the vanilla, the chocolate, and the strawberry, and it came in like a little square packet. Maybe. Those would be what would be falling what out of my big, candy bag. What were the big, flat, long ones? Is that what? Laffy that Taffy. One? No, it was like a long, flat, weird. Oh, and they had, they were thin. Yeah. It was very, like very super thin. Super thin. It was paper thin, and yeah. there were these long, weird. I love those. They weren't really taffy, were they? they no, were like, you'd like crunch them off. Yeah. Break them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That, that was just like a weird nostalgic, nostalgic end to the weekly dish. But yeah. hey, that's what it is. That's kind of what it is. All right. Follow Steph. Follow Stephanie March on Instagram. Follow Stephanie's dish on Instagram. I'm going to be traveling. Have I might a good have vacation, some good travel girl. pictures. Yep. Uh, who do you have coming on next week? Don't know. Okay. It'll be Mr. Guest. All right. Thanks for listening. Ciao, ciao.